everyone. I'm Jensine Bard, and welcome to Testimony, where truth is told, lives are changed, and hope is given. Revelation 12:11 tells us that we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. A testimony of your story for His glory. In our last segment, you heard the horrifying reality of one woman's journey to overcoming the pain of a broken marriage, a family torn apart, and the love of her life trapped and destroyed by the addictions that ravaged his body and the root cause, a disease known as CTE, that would propagate it all. Here to expound on this and more is author of her just-released and heart-wrenching memoir, After the Cheering Stops, an NFL wife's story of concussions, loss, and the faith that would see her through. Ladies and gentlemen, would you welcome back to Testimony, Cindy Fiesel. Cindy, welcome back to Testimony. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jensen. I appreciate it so much. Well, Cindy, when I initially heard about your story with the opportunity to help bring awareness, I was immediately reminded of the movie Concussion, starring Will Smith. Yes. who plays a doctor on a mission to expose the link between repetitive head trauma incurred while playing football or other high-impact sports and the hidden disease known as CTE. For our audience today, since I cannot pronounce it, would you tell us what <laughs> CTE is? Yes, it is a disease, a degenerative brain disease. And it's a sport-related brain disease. Repeated blows to the head cause a degenerative brain disease. The longer someone plays, the more likely they're potentially going to have lifetime risks. We never knew this when Grant was alive. There's so much more evidence now about it and so much more research that's been done. Right. And... You've not only written a book that chronicles the life with your husband, Grant Fiesel, the love of your life, how it affected you, your children. It eventually robbed you of your marriage. You ended in divorce, and he died, I think it was five years ago, at the young age of 52. And you say in your book he was a shell of the man you married because of the effects of drinking the addiction to prescription drugs. He had never been one to drink alcohol or take drugs of any kind. You're both strong Christians in a loving community, but this lethal combination of both would eventually take its toll, and you explain that in your book, Question. What are some of the signs of CTE, and what preventive measures can parents or listeners take? I'm so glad that you asked that because after Grant died and, and we got the diagnosis that he had CTE, um, I just started pouring over information. I didn't realize that there were actually four stages of CTE, and Grant had the third stage. That doesn't mean that they're all not severe. They are, and they can also happen in children. It doesn't have to be someone that played in the NFL. I want all of the parents to understand this, that you have to be... Um, looking at the evidence that's going on right now in the young children that are playing the high-impact sport. Um, Please, there's so much out. There's something in the news every day. When I got on the Mayo Clinic website, which is a great website for parents to look at for your children and for concussions and for CTE symptoms, I was just shocked 
difficulty thinking, impulsive behavior, depression, short-term memory loss, difficulty planning and carrying out tasks, emotional instability, substance abuse, irritability, depression, aggression, speech difficulties, motor impairment, vision or focus problems, trouble with smell and dementia. I know that's a lengthy list, but I say wow. it all because I want you to understand that after I read all of those, I literally fell back on the bed and started sobbing because it just was my life. It was Grant's life. I started seeing all of the stories that I had had in my mind that had happened over the years that didn't make sense to me. All of a sudden, my life journals, all the things that I'd written about, were, were things that coincided with the CTE symptoms. I had no idea. And poor Grant, he used to say, Cindy, you have no idea what I'm going through. And we talk about it a lot in the book. He would say those things to me. And, you know, eventually I just got mad and sad because I couldn't understand. I had no clue what he was dealing with. And he even said that classic line that's on the book cover. It says, if I'd only known what I was the most, it would end up killing me and taking away everything I loved, I would have never done it. Well, I believe he was talking about football. Because he loved us. He loved the kids and he loved me. And if he'd known that all of these years of repetitive head hits and concussions would have caused him to die an early death, he was a smart man. He wouldn't have done it. I know he wouldn't have done it. He wouldn't have wanted our boys doing it either if he'd known the long-term effects that could happen from the concussions and the repetitive hits. Parents, please look at the evidence. Amen and amen. And he was a goal setter, you said. Talk about yes. that. Well, Grant was just so smart, and he was so organized, and he knew what he wanted to do long term. He wanted to be a, a dentist, and then just because he played longer than he thought was a good age to be a dentist, he said, you know, I think I'll just take the MCAT and see how I do uh, with that. And, and he just did fabulous and was accepted into every medical school in the state of Texas. So not only dental school, but medical school. He was very goal-oriented, very driven. He wanted to be the best he could be. He wanted to take care of the kids, you know, in the best ways that he could, and me as well. He wanted to be, um, you know, the best football player that he could be. So he had high hopes and high goals and values about every part of his life. He had everything going for him. Beautiful yes. couple, beautiful family. You were the picture-perfect family. Yet in our last segment, you talked about the fact that you didn't talk about these things behind closed doors. You didn't talk about the fact that one day you would find Grant's hands around your throat strangling you in front of neighbors, yeah. your children being frightened, you having to drive him to rehab because he couldn't even get out of bed to do so. Your book is so transparent and raw and real. Anyone reading it, it's a great I'm sorry to say sad read, but important and informative. Thank you for writing you. your book. I know this is going to save lives. Now, I want to talk a little Thank bit you. about the spiritual warfare aspect of all yeah. of us as Christians. When we find ourselves in situations that are beyond our control, I'm reminded of the scripture that says that we don't fight flesh and blood, but principalities, powers of yeah. darkness, spiritual yeah. wickedness in high places. Yeah. How important was that scripture to you in grabbing hold of Christ in your devastating yeah. situation? Well, 
that was an important scripture to me, and, and so was Psalms 139, and so was Romans 8. We talk about it at length in the book of how my self-esteem and my life deteriorated along with Grant's because, you know, it's not a healthy relationship when one of the partners is an addict. And so because Grant and I didn't have any communication, he, he wouldn't accept help for a long time and continued to deteriorate our physical relationship um, deteriorated as well. And so um, we weren't communicating in any way, which is just never good for a marriage, as you know. And so, um, you know, it, at great length in the book, it talks about the, the shortcomings that I had. And um, I, I just say again, you know, find someone that you can talk to, find a minister, find a friend, find a Sunday school class, find a Christian therapist. There are so many people that are willing and ready to help you with the problems that you're dealing with. And they can't come home and live with you, but they can give you advice and, and help guide you. And so I think because um, I left myself unprotected as far as, you know, getting the help that I needed like that, you know, it left me vulnerable and uh, caused a lot of issues for me as well. And it would. How were you able, Cindy, then, to make the, quote, mental shift from what was, could have been, to the harsh reality of your life with Grant at his lowest ebb? Was it therapy? Was it Jesus? Was it a combination of all of those factors? What does the listener need to hear from you? Last words of hope. Well, it was, of course, God and Christian therapy. I say that those two things, you know, helped me at least save myself. And I'm saying that I let myself get way, way, way down to the point where I didn't know who was going to die first, Grant or I, because um, I had lost hope. And uh, I just remember thinking, you know, what, should I just get in the pool and go to the deep end and never come up? I mean, you know, <laughs> I know that God saved me. And uh, I'm just so thankful that I, I got out and that I was able to see clear enough to save myself. But it was, you know, it's just so sad to leave. You know I wasn't in a good mental condition because I say at the end in my book, um, I left my 18-year-old and drove away with nothing, really. Um, a little bit of money, a box of pictures, a couple of suitcases. I mean, I mentally was not okay. I think I had a mental breakdown. I couldn't take it anymore. Uh, it had just gotten so overwhelming and so overbearing, and Grant had gotten unmanageable. I mean, there does come a point in your in your relationship where you can't manage it anymore, and I had gotten there. And so I'm just saying that, you know, for people that feel like there's not any hope, just trust God that he's going to provide for you and he's going to show you a way and he has for me uh, and the beautiful thing I do want to say is that at the end of Grant's life uh, when we knew he was going to die I was going to visit him every day and one day when I was walking out he said hey Cindy I just want to tell you that I'm sorry for everything that I've done and you know he didn't have a lot of lucid thoughts in the end and so I was just so thankful to hear him say that and I turned back around and went in and got by him on the bed and hugged him and and just um said I'm sorry for everything I've done too so I can just say this that I have peace in knowing that we made amends before he died 
and uh, that's a great feeling. But more than anything, I have the peace in knowing that Grant is healed, set free. He's with God in heaven. Amen and amen. Am I still sad? <laughs> yes. Listen to my voice. There's not a day that goes by that I am not incredibly sad that he's not still here and that my family's not together. This isn't the way I wanted it to be. I have a closing for this broadcast that I am going to read to you now. Ladies and gentlemen, you have been listening to author, artist, and widow of NFL great Grant Fiesel, Cindy Fiesel, her just-released memoir, When the Cheering Stops. You can learn more about Cindy's work, ministry, and mission by visiting afterthecheeringstops.com. Get her book, get informed, get hope, and most of all, get help. The life of one you love may depend on it. Cindy, it has been, indeed, a sobering and eye-opening time with you and our listeners today. Yours is the story we hope never has to be written, but in your case, it did. And I'd like to think that God knew when he put you and your late beloved together, Cindy, that yours would be a story of true overcoming and courage in the midst of great devastation and loss. Your book, When the Cheering Stops, is a warning to help preserve life and a legacy of the truest kind, one that gives hope, redemption, and a call to action. You've done that, and beautifully so. Cindy Fiesel, we thank you, and God bless you. Thank you so much. I appreciate you having me today. Testimony is a global broadcast made possible by the generous contributions of our valued partners at Jensen Bard Ministries and you, our listening audience. Together, we are reaching souls for Christ, one testimony at a time. If you would like information on how you can support this broadcast with your tax-deductible gift, please visit us at jensenebard.com. That's one word, J-E-N-S-I-N-E-B-A-R-D.com. And join the conversation at our Facebook page, Testimony with Jensen Bard. Thank you for listening. And please join us again for Testimony.